you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. just joining us here on the uh, Country Roads webcast. Here we are going to hop into our Baylor preview edition here. I'm Jordan with my co-hosts Stephen and Bradley. Um, West Virginia will be coming into this game at 1-1, taking on the Baylor Bears, who are currently 1-0. They've had a couple games they haven't got to play. Um, Finally got to play one, um, was it last week they finally finally played played Kansas? And was it 40-something to 14, I think, something like 47-14 maybe? That's uh, so um, Baylor. You know, new coaching staff, uh, defensive coordinator Dave Aranda coming over from LSU as Matt Rule uh, took the NFL job there at the Panthers, and uh, got some guys coming back. Uh, John Lovett at a running back, Tristan Ebner uh, also at running back, both very talented players, and then you know Charlie Brewer, uh, well documented. You know, he kind of had his coming out party uh, against WVU his freshman year when he came in for the other quarterback and almost brought them back to beat a Will Greer-led WVU team that had opened up a big lead there at the half a few years ago. So well-documented how well West Virginia knows Charlie Brewer. Um, this Baylor team, they've had some good matchups through the years. Um, what are your guys' opening thoughts as far as uh, Baylor is concerned, Stephen? Uh, you know, I, I said last week uh, for the Oklahoma State game that it was going to be a measuring stick game uh, for West Virginia, and I think this game is maybe as much, if not more so, as a measuring stick as last week because – you know, you played the game you played on Saturday, and that's that's over and done with. So now you got to move on. How are you going to respond to a, a very good, disciplined football game such as or team such as Baylor? Uh, because they, you know, they lose Matt Rule and their coaching staff. Um, they're keeping pretty much their same team that they had last year. So West Virginia is not going to be these guys. They're not going to be new to West Virginia. Um, that's my thing going into this game is how is West Virginia going to respond from how they played last week? So I'm. I'm hopeful, and I'm very, you know, I have faith that West Virginia is going to play well this weekend. But, you know, I thought the same thing last week. So, I, I want to see, you know, something out of them that's going to spark something under their bus this week, I guess. Absolutely. Um, Bradley, what about you, opening thoughts? Um, I didn't really get a chance to watch the Kansas-Baylor game, but, I mean, it's Kansas, right? I mean, we can't really uh, uh, can't really put too much into the Kansas. I don't uh, – honestly, it's kind of like that Eastern Kentucky game, like you had mentioned earlier. I would say it was uh, not something really you could do a barometer towards for uh, for Baylor. Like you would hope that we could put in a little bit better effort than Kansas. You know what I mean? Right. And so I don't think this is as good of a team that we're going to see. Not, that's as, not going to be that difficult, you got to think. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is the same kind of uh, team that we saw at Oklahoma State. I do think Oklahoma State was a better team than Baylor. Um, so I, I don't think we'll have as many issues that we had on the offense or defensive side. Uh, they're under a first-year, uh, first-time head coach, or not first-time head coach, but a new head coach this time, uh, first-year head coach. That's what I was looking for. And, uh, you know, 47 to, was it 13, something like that? That's an impressive score. Uh, I don't even know. They got Charlie yeah, Brewer. Game, yeah. yeah. They got Charlie Brewer back. He had an all right day. He went for 142 yards, one touchdown. Not too impressive. Their run game really put in a lot of work. I saw where Puka Williams had a pretty good game, so that makes me excited for maybe our run game, maybe getting out there and stuff like that. Uh, what was the uh, what was the prediction for Baylor this year? Did people think they were going to be up in the top of the league? Do you guys remember it all? A lot of people thought, you know, yeah. Because I mean, how Matt Rule, you know, leaving and everything. I think they just just predicted them to take a step back just based upon that. But. 
yeah, with Matt Rule leaving, you really do expect them to take a step back. So right now they have us projected, you know, 46.5% chance to win. So they do got us losing this game, which, I mean, I don't blame people for looking at us last week in our anemic offense. And our defense did play well, but it still wasn't as great as what you would like to live up to. Um, what is it? Uh, it's a 12 o'clock kickoff game. That'd be fun to watch. It's going to be ABC again, national televised game. So that's going to be fun to watch as well. Yeah. So... Yeah, they got their first game. They were supposed to play Houston. I said, I know they got canceled because I wish we could look at that, know a little bit more. So we're checking to make sure we got some uh, mic problems here. People saying they can't hear us, so we're just checking to make sure. Yeah, we got uh, technical difficulties over here on the uh, on the uh, on the Facebook Live side here for the Country Roads where webcast. We're, where we're, uh, if it's because of the mic, if we're away from the mic, you can't yeah. Hear, so uh, I mean, it's, a, it's an initial try here on Facebook Live, so it's kind of trial and error here. But we'll we'll get it up and running on the Facebook Live side. Um, Gonna have it up on YouTube as well, and of course here on the podcast. So, but if you're just joining us, we've uh, hopped into the Baylor preview now, talking a little about a bit about West Virginia's matchup uh, with the Baylor Bears um, coming up. So, uh, you know, it's fifty-fifty on the which way that this one could go. Kind of, you got um, Baylor's. You know, they've only played one game. West Virginia's coming off coming off a loss, so you know they're gonna be hungry. They're back at home, but you kind of negate the home field advantage yet again because. Uh, no fans this week, you know, no fans until the next game, which will be 17th against Kansas. But West Virginia playing at home, do you still think there's an advantage despite the fans not being there? And just just how do you look at this, this matchup as far as momentum-wise, I guess? Baylor, you know, I know they're hungry to play. They had a few games canceled, finally got to play. Whereas West Virginia has, you know, played both their games, but it's coming off a loss. So does West Virginia have a home field advantage? And, you know, who kind of has more momentum going into this one, Steven? Uh, that's that's really kind of a tough question. So I'm, I'm not really sure because I feel like West Virginia, you know, coming off a loss, they have a little bit more chip on their shoulder. They have a little bit more of something to prove, whereas Baylor just came off of a game against Kansas, you know, and beat, you know, the daylights out of them. You know, they're feeling pretty high up about themselves. So it just depends on pretty much, I guess, what goes on in the locker room, how these guys, you know, how their attitudes are. To me, I don't – to me, I don't really – I, I do believe in home field advantage, obviously, but to me, you know, when it's it without, without fans, I don't believe there is a home field advantage because that's what home field advantage is, is, you know, the the loudness of the crowd and, you know, the feel, the energy of the game. And when no, no one's there, you're just traveling around to play football. I mean, coming from a guy that's played in semi-pro football, I know what that's like playing in front of no fans every time you travel somewhere. It, there's no advantage, I promise, other than – well, the only the only advantage to it when I played semi-pro was knowing where the holes were. That was really the only thing you got. And then with these fields, you have, you know, grounds crew keepers to keep your field nice. So, I mean, pretty much you're playing on a level playing field pretty much anywhere you go without fans. Uh, so, hopefully West Virginia can have, quote-unquote, a home field advantage this week just being, you know, I guess more experienced into this season. Uh, but, like I said, Baylor is a very sound football team, and they've got a lot of guys back in the squad they they played with a year ago, which I don't know if anybody remembers because it was so long ago. 2020 has been such a long year. Uh, but Baylor was a pretty darn good football team last year, and I expect them to be this year. So West Virginia definitely has their hands full this Saturday again. With an unranked team. Yeah, I know. It's a, um, like we said, Big 12 Conference wide open, so it's it's kind of like, you know, um, Baylor's uh, got some players over there. I said Tristan Ebner is great. John Lovett's great. We know about Charlie Brewer, and I think Ebner's one of the more underrated backs um, in the Big 12 so far this year. So, um, Bradley, what do you what do you think as far as uh, home field advantage and, and momentum here? Um, I still think that there will be a little bit of a home field advantage going on, 
that's because mostly you got to think in this world of COVID and stuff like that. Uh, you got to think about their, uh, their system of things have changed now. You know what I mean? Showing up to a place where you stay and where you're eating players to and from the field. I think some of that, uh, hasn't really been talked about with the things going on. Cause you do have to consider that nowadays, you know, you don't want to have a chance of like having your team getting COVID or something like that. Cause it's really just not, uh, uh, really, that would really destroy your football team. I mean, it really it hurts your season a lot. And I mean, we haven't seen it yet, but I think as the year goes on, I'm sure we will see more of those issues oh, pop yeah. up. Um, out. Yeah, momentum-wise, I think Baylor definitely has the momentum going into this game. I mean, you beat Kansas, but you beat Kansas, you're coming off a win, you got a little bit more momentum. But I think Debbie is going to be a lot more hungry than Baylor is. I think Debbie's going to come into this pissed off that they just had such an ugly game last that's game. Good. And I think that's something Neil Brown's really going to get on them because they didn't – uh, if you guys watched Neil Graham's uh, press conference, I say it was just uh, uh, Neil Graham's press conference. He was really disappointed in the guys. I say so. I think he's really going to be on their ass Very this week, and uh, so I think I think we will have a little bit of a home field advantage because I think it's just you know being home. You already know your way of getting to the game, like the 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 process that you go through in order you know to prepare for the game, uh, just like getting there and stuff like that. And then uh, Baylor coming into a place under new coach, they're going to have like different. Uh, you know, procedures and stuff like that for their, their first away game. Uh, well, their first away, away, away game over to WU. And it's uh, it's also going to be colder. You know what I mean? Like, they're, this is Baylor. This is a Texas team. Yeah. The weather is going to play a big difference. So, if it's cold this week, that affected them. You know, first October game. So. Yeah, for the same reason that we had, you know, Neil Brown brought it up, uh, us playing in the heat against uh, Oklahoma State. It's the same thing with yeah. Baylor coming up here playing in the cold you know, against the Mountaineers, and that's what we're used to. So I do think there will be a little bit of advantage there with that. But I definitely think that we're the more hungry team, even though we don't have the same momentum. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that West Virginia should be should be motivated for this game, and uh, <laughs> it's it's just a it's just an issue of you know who who wants it more really between these two teams, I guess, because I think these are teams with you know kind of equal skill levels um, as far as everything is concerned, but. Um, I don't know. It's the West Virginia defense is kind of their strength, whereas the Baylor offense is kind of their strength. But you do have a defensive coordinator taking over as head coach now in Dave Aranda. So um, we'll see what Baylor brings to the table uh, defensively. But uh, talking offense versus defense, um, I don't I don't know too much about Baylor's defense in this one. I mean, they held Kansas to fourteen, so that that's that's pretty good for them. They also let up three hundred twenty eight yards. True. True. Offense, true. Yeah, especially especially to a young Kansas team, but you know you got Puka Williams, of course, you about and and things like that. But uh, as far as West Virginia's off uh, defense versus the, I mean, what, Baylor's defense, excuse me, versus the West Virginia offense, what do you like here? Um, you said Baylor's defense versus West Virginia's offense. I think uh, I kind of brought it up in the uh, just discussing. I think that uh, Letty Brown's going to have a good day. I also think that Alex Singfield will have himself a good day because I think Alex Singfield has that. Uh, Kind of like Puka Williams-esque mentality. Put your foot in the ground and you you know can make some moves, make some guys. Uh, I think our offensive line is not going to have as big of a test as what they did against Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State had a better front hand, uh, defensive front than uh, what Baylor's going to have. So I think that'll work out a little bit well for us. I definitely think we'll see us move the ball a lot more than what we did uh, against Oklahoma State, who was only averaging, uh, letting up like 260 yeah, yards a game. It's a really good Oklahoma State defense. So I think that we'll just see a lot more of our – we'll see a little bit more of what our offense is going to be this year going forward than what we had against Oklahoma State. Um, hopefully it's a lot more improved than what we saw last week. So Very well. Um, oh, well, just <laughs> Uh, technical difficulties here on our Facebook Live side, so we're trying to kind of figure that out as well as we're going. You know, it's the uh, first time we're going, so uh, 
I'll, I'll kick it back up. I was going to get your thoughts on the uh, Baylor defense uh, versus West Virginia offense while I uh, try and uh, set up some uh, technical difficulties here. <laughs> We're having fun time. You wait till the light kicks off. <laughs> okay, anyway. West Virginia's offense versus Baylor defense. Um, I haven't, like these guys, I haven't studied much of the Baylor defense this year. I haven't really watched much of them uh, because there haven't been much much to watch. I tried to watch some of it the other day when they played Kansas, but uh, by the time I got to it, it was too late. Um, I think West Virginia's offensive line should look more sound this week than what they did last week because their coach is going to be driving it down their throats, and if they don't, then we need to be looking for replacements for those guys. And I know we only played EKU in the first week, but I thought that that – looked like a very sound offensive line to me. And I know that those a lot of a lot of those guys were younger and they were, you know, pretty youthful guys because we had a lot of those guys, other guys out with suspensions. Um, but, you know, James Committer and all those guys, they, you know, some of these guys just did not look like very good football players for, you know, as experienced as they are. And especially with the year that you have last year and everybody beats down on you and everything and talks about you. And, you know, that's your main point of emphasis going into the off season was we have to improve the offensive line so we can improve the running game. That was, you know, the biggest thing we had to work on throughout the offseason. I don't understand, you know, how you play the game that you play with 12 penalties, you know, and get the result that you do. So I expect to see a lot better game out of them this Saturday. So I, I like the matchup. I think that um, they should come out and have a pretty good day running the ball, which should, have, like I've said before, open up the the passing attack. Maybe Winston Wright has a big game. Maybe BFW has – um, another monster game. I'm really hoping to see Sam James. I really want to see him break, have a breakout game this year because it's itching to have him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's trying to have one. He's been out there competing like no other, but he just hasn't had the opportunities. You know, every time he gets a ball thrown to him, it seems like it's either, you know, the, the cornerback's right there, or, you know, just something happens. I don't know. I, I, but I really want to see a big game out of him and Sam Brown as well. You know, I know you were really high up on him. He looked good in the first game, so I'm excited to see how, how he plays throughout this season as well. Absolutely, West Virginia is loaded on the uh, they loaded at the receiver position. So I think they got a lot of guys that that could make plays and and hopefully you know we see some start to start to break out. Um, if you're uh, just joining us here, uh, we got the live feedback up on Facebook. Hopefully there's audio to it now. If not, uh, yeah, as I say, if not, just just bear just bear with us. You know we'll get that strained out for our next live stream on Facebook. But here um, on the podcast, I'm sure that you uh, we still got our sound coming, and of course we'll be coming on YouTube as well. But we're here for the Baylor preview. Um, we've talked a little bit about Baylor's defense uh, versus the West Virginia offense. Uh, we're gonna flip it over now and talk a little about the West Virginia defense versus the Baylor offense. I know that I. Uh, Oh, I guess we got do we got audio now. We got audio. We got audio. We have audio. We're good. We are good. We're good. Yeah, we're gonna go back and do everything over again. No, I'm kidding. We're just gonna. Uh, this will be our Baylor preview live on Facebook. You know, uh, kind of kicked off in the middle, but you know, here on the Country Roads webcast, kind of figuring this thing out as we go. As we just now starting to do our first live video, as well as you know, bring YouTube and bring video into it as well as we were kind of purely a podcast and uh, audio form before that, but trying to mix it up and you know, reach out to more platforms. So, anyways, uh, now that we are live, this is the Country Roads webcast uh, Baylor preview. I'm Jordan. Got Stephen and Bradley here. Um, just talking a little bit about the Baylor Bears versus the West Virginia Mountaineers. You know, preview. I'm uh, going to provide our predictions here at the end, but. Uh, we talked about the Baylor defense versus the West Virginia offense. I'm uh, going to flip it over now. Um, talk the other way around the West Virginia defense versus the Baylor offense, and that's kind of where Baylor has some familiar faces and guys that you know. As we said, you know, Tristan Ebner and John Lovett at running back. Ebner can really make plays in the passing game as well out of the backfield. They'll split him out, things like that. And Charlie Brewer, a guy that can hurt you with his arm and hurt you with his feet. And I've always thought kind of one of the more underrated quarterbacks 
in the Big 12. Um, Neil Brown actually knows him well, coached his brother at Texas Tech, and said that, uh, you know, he coached uh, Charlie Brewer's brother, Michael Brewer, and um, Jarrett Dagey's brother, Seth Dagey, both at Texas Tech, and said so he knew Jarrett Dagey and Charlie when they were young and would come to the practices and things like that. So good relationship there, and he knows uh, Charlie has a lot of respect for him. I know he called him a winner, said his brother was a winner, and he was winners. So a um, lot of things there to, to like from uh, Charlie Brewer and the Baylor offense. But Mountaineer defense stout as well, and I think they've proven that so far. He's in, you know, despite giving up 200-yard uh, rushers last week, they really held them in check for most of the game and late when that defense had to be on the field a lot because the offense couldn't manage drives is where you saw Oklahoma State really do that damage in the run game minus a few uh, big plays there by L.D. Brown early. What are y'all's thoughts as far as the West Virginia defense uh, going up against this uh, Baylor offense, Bradley? Yeah, I think this was really going to be a better game for us to showcase uh, how good each of us think our defense has actually become this year. Um, like you said, we really just started letting up last uh, last week at the end of the game when we started getting tired, we were beat down a little bit. Chuba Hubbard started getting some of those rushing yards. Um, and, I mean, if you really take out L.D. Brown's huge 69-yard run, 60-plus-yard 60 yeah. run, you know, he's still sitting at 40-some yards. So, you know, we, we held out pretty well except for a few plays. And I think if we can improve on those defensive mishaps, because that was just a complete blown assignment, right. if we can improve on those, then I think our defense could really have a, a good game this weekend. Um, I think that Charlie Brewer, is, like you said, is a great quarterback. He didn't have a, an outstanding game last week. He didn't throw any exceptions or anything like that. But he still – they relied pretty heavily on the run game. Yeah. And I mean, and I still like to think that our defense is pretty strong against the run game. Because I mean, going up against Oklahoma State, Chuba Hubbard and LD Brown are both stout running backs. I mean, holding them to uh, what I think we still held them better than what most teams are going to hold them the whole year. I, I really do think that they're going to uh, wreak havoc on the Big Twelve and really uh, show out for their team this year. Um, but I think our defense has a lot better chance against Baylor. I think we're going to look a lot better. I'd like to see some turnovers where we missed some of those fumbles last week. I would like to see them really get after that this week, saying, like, hey, if we got a chance to get that ball turned over, like, we got we got to take advantage of that. We can't be having – I was proud of us for forcing that many fumbles, but it doesn't really matter if we're not getting the ball back. I think the only one that really benefited us was the one where Chuba Hubbard got six yards and it got poked out and good old Josh Seals recovered it for the wrong team. <laughs> Two yards behind the line of scrimmage. The, the, yeah, freaking couldn't even help us out somewhere. If it was last season, I'd been happy that he recovered it. But yeah, no, not not this year. And so uh, I think our defense is going to look a lot better. I'm I'm excited to kind of see. Uh, I don't think our cornerbacks and stuff like that got attested as much last week. I mean, you had uh, Tylen Wallace and stuff like that. Uh, still had a good game, stuff like that. But I would I think it's going to be more of a spread attack against our cornerbacks, and we're going to see a lot more um, activity from everybody and not you know, out there on that island. Um, with well, what was his name? Who was who was guarding him? It was Alonzo Dye over the top. But who was the cornerback? Was it Fortune? Uh, Nick Short Fortune. It was Fortune that was watching. Yeah. So you know, we'll we'll get to see a little bit more spread than that. And I think, I think we'll see our defense uh, come out hungry again. Have a have have a damn good game again. Um, I'd still like to see the Stillwells brothers get a lot more involved. But I think that's just, I think it's just gonna be this year. Like you said, Darius had a good good game. But I'd like to see Dante get in there a little bit more. Uh, get some more pressure on the quarterbacks that we just haven't gotten last week. So, Yeah, I'm with you. I think the West Virginia defense has a chance to um, have, a, have a better game this week. Not that they played bad last week, as we talked about on the Oklahoma State um, uh, review show, but uh, the defense, I think this game matches up for them better because um, Baylor has a good quarterback in Charlie Brewer, but they don't have – as they have weapons, don't get me wrong, on the outside, but you don't have a Tylen Wallace and a Dylan Stoner to worry about. You're not those type of level of guys. So I think West Virginia can focus more on the run, and I think that's what Baylor wants to do is they want to run the football. At least that's what they've shown so far in the first game under this new coaching staff is that they want to feed these running backs, Tristan Ebner, John Lovett, 
And when they're throwing, they're getting the ball out to Tristan Ebner some in the, in the passing as well. So I think really trying to get the ball into his hands as he's their main playmaker. I think you kind of want to focus on him much like you did with Chuba Hubbard last week. But I think you also can learn a lesson from last week because, you know, you focus on Chuba Hubbard and L.D. Brown hurts you. And you've got that same kind of one-two punch this week with Baylor. If you've put too much on Tristan Ebner, John Lovett can hurt you as well. But that thing is good that you played Oklahoma State before that because you kind of learned your lesson with that. And I like the way the Mountaineers uh, could shape up uh, when it comes to that. So I, I like the West Virginia defense versus this Baylor offense and the way that matchup could shake out. I think that favors favors West Virginia. What about you, Steven? Uh, yeah, I think that favors West Virginia as well. I think what, what's hurt West Virginia or what hurt West Virginia last week was, uh, you know, Oklahoma State's big playability, which, you know, to me points at, you know, the guys in the secondary and them getting plays over top and missed assignments that way. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know, Baylor doesn't have that over-the-top guy that they can go to to have that big playability. They do have uh, Tristan Ebner and they have John Lovett. Um, Tyler, Tristan Ebner was actually their leading receiver this past week. Uh, so that tells you they don't have any weapons on the outside to throw to. So if West Virginia, or more specifically their defensive line, can contain those two running backs, then I think West Virginia will have a good day. And I also expect them, you know, West Virginia, Alonzo Adai, Nick Troy Fortune, all those you mentioned, you know, I think they'll have a field day this week in, uh, in the secondary because they'll have, uh, you know, lesser competition, I guess you could say. But I, I just think – I really do expect West Virginia to bounce back this weekend. Just hearing Neil Brown in his press conference and how and how disappointed he was in the team, how you know, from a fan's perspective, I didn't think we played that bad of a football game. If you you know take out those penalties, you take out those penalties. West Virginia played a pretty darn good football team or football game. So you know, but Neil Brown obviously isn't happy. Uh, good sign for me because I've, I he wants a perfect football team. Which if you're a Mountaineer fan like any of us are, you want a perfect football team. And, you know, we harp on them all the time for the mistakes that they make. So, if you're looking at it like that and you see how Neil Brown reacts to games like this, you know, that's got to be a good sign if you're a West Virginia fan, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think so, too. You want to see your coach have that have that heart and that, you know, hunger to win. And, and, and you know, not even like – he, like he said, I think I saw a quote. It said, before we can win big games, we have to figure out how to not lose them. And that kind of goes back to what we said about beating yourself, penalties, you know, those fumbles that you could have had that you didn't grab against Oklahoma State. So I think you'll see a hungry West Virginia team that gets the message here. Noon kickoff, um, ABC again, um, taking on Baylor. Baylor's 1-0. You can give them their first loss. And, you know, this will improve your um, standing in the conference as Baylor's one co- game is a conference win against Kansas. So you kind of need this. You don't want to go into in the, in the Big 12 conference when all you got left is, is conference games. You kind of need this one. I, I don't want to call it a must win, but it's 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 teetering. It's, it's teetering. It's a close win or must win as you're going to get this year. Yeah, especially early, or this early in the season. You know, if you're a team in West Virginia that wants to be improved and wants to be in that top half of the conference, um, you need this one because that middle of the conference of the Big 12 – you know, I think you know the couple teams that are kind of at the bottom, and I think you know the couple teams, two or three teams that are at the top, but it's this middle where you're going to have to find out who's who. And West Virginia wants to show that, that they're the guys that can, you know, take that step in the conference. They're going to have to beat a team that did that last year in Baylor and a team that, you know, um, improved. New coaching staff for Baylor, but um, great chance for West Virginia. So, um, having said that, let's go ahead. Let's get into the X Factor. Um, X Factor that's going to help West Virginia win this game. Um, what are you thinking, Stephen? Um, I'm, this week I'm going to have to go with our offensive line. I think our, if our offensive line has a bad game, that's going to set up a bad ordeal on offense. We're not going to have time, just like last week, Jerry, he's not going to have time to go, go through his progressions. He's not going to have to make time to make decisions. He's going to make bad decisions. Um, I'm not, you know, really excited to see what happens if that happens. Letty Brown had to fight for his life last week. So I think this week 
you you know people are going to exploit that about you they're going to study that on game film they're going to know that about you that that's going to be your area of weakness so coming into this week I think you need to, to focus on that so my x factor is the offensive line I would go to the defensive line I think anybody knows what the defensive line's got so we know what we're getting in that area I think so my biggest question mark is my x factor this week is I guess my main point you know and um I think if the fans were there, my X factor would be the home field advantage. Yeah, because West Virginia uh, has really played Baylor well at home. Baylor's really struggled in Morgantown. But without the fans, I don't think I can go there for X factor. So I think I'm going to go um, with the guy that we talked a lot about in the Oklahoma State review, and that's Jarrett Dagey. You know, I said he proved his toughness with his hits he took and the sacks he took. And I think that he can have a bounce-back game against this Baylor team. And I think he needs to. You know, you've got a defensive-minded coach uh, for Baylor, and um, they're probably going to see that West Virginia gave Letty Brown 26 carries last week, and they're going to really try and hone in on that run game. And you're going to, like you said, offensive line is big because you're going to need your pass protection to do well. But I think if Jarrett Dagey can come out and have a big day, that uh, it's going to bode well for West Virginia because I like West Virginia's defense to be able to hold this Baylor offense. And if Jarrett Dagey can uh, generate some big plays with his arm and hit some of those deep balls, I think that's the X factor that can give you the win. So I'm going Jared Dagey X factor this week. Uh, what do you got, Bradley? Uh, I'm going back to the X factor I used a lot last year. I think I used it in three or four games, and it's going to be Neil Brown. I think I'm, I'm going to put some real good pressure on him. I mean, I love Neil Brown. Uh, I think he embodies the state well. I would take him even if you never won another football game again. I love the dude. I love the way he embodies. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's. I just love the kind of brand that he brings here, and just like uh, the, the love that he shows our state. And I think he's just a quality guy. I love him more than just a football coach as a Mountaineer family. Absolutely. But I think that I do think that this is a must win for Neil Brown. I really do. I think coming in here with a, a group of a lot of returning uh, starters and stuff like that, and you're going up against a first-year head coach at home, you really need a win after a, a hard game last week. If you come out and you lose this game at home, again, against a first-year head coach, it's not going to look good. And I think I think a lot of people are going to be really at that kind of performance um, if we don't, and I mean, even if we play great, I think a lot of people are expecting Neil Brown to come out here and win this game, and uh, I, I think it's going to be on him. I think he'll make sure his men are ready. I always think that. I thought he'd have them ready for last week, didn't happen. I mean, and it was just it was just slacking, and that's where you see a lot of penalties and stuff come in. Granted, that could be contributed to twenty twenty. This is a crazy year. We didn't get spring ball, so you can't hold it to him too much. But it's still one of those games where you're like, hey, if if he is the coach that we think he is, he should have his team ready and I mean we should see a, a complete 180 from what we saw last week so I'm I think the X factor is Neil Brown I think and I also want to see him if we if we hit that stagnation that we hit last week where we're just not moving the ball I'm gonna need him to show me that he's willing to mix it up a little bit and be like hey I'm I don't care if our wide receivers aren't getting open on the outside like I just need to throw the ball at him yeah. you know what I mean you got to trust those you put some real big studs out there you got Sam James out there that's not afraid to go up and get a ball I mean well, Bryce Wheaton's drop some balls we talked about in the pregame show I feel like was we had weapons at the receiver we do position. we had we we're loaded we at receivers weapons, and they haven't shown me anything yeah. yeah and then it's like the the real benefit that that freshman from uh uh, Oklahoma State had is that he just threw the ball to his guys, you know what I mean? And he was like, you know, Tylen Wallace might not be open, Center Man may be open, but I'm going to throw it to him. I'm going to trust him to catch it. Right. And I just don't think that uh, – I think – and, I mean, that could have fallen back on Daggy. Maybe Daggy could have taken that shot more and he just, you know, didn't feel comfortable throwing that ball. But you gotta you got to be willing to make those throws with the weapons that we have on the outside. And so I, I hope Neil Brown tells him and tries to get that point across, like, listen, like, we can't just settle for that short game stifling out our own playbook, stifling our own – you know, big play uh, potential because we're too afraid to try to make that play. So I think that's all. I, I'm going to go with Neil Brown on this. It's just going to be up to him if we win this game or not. Absolutely. I, I agree. And I, and I think that a lot of that, um, as you said, you know, uh, with the play calling, you know, ran the heck out of the ball. I know a lot of people were saying spin it, didn't like the play calling. But I think a lot of that falls on um, 
you're you're seeing your quarterback take hit after hit after hit after hit, and you know at some, at some point you're like I can't just you know let him get be injured back there and keep taking these hits. So I think you know may it may go to a situation like Oklahoma State last week where they you know kept seven into six or seven guys in to protect that freshman quarterback. Maybe West Virginia needs to do something like that on these pass plays and just send you know one two three guys out in the pattern, and uh, maybe they'll have more success that way. But one way or the other, you got to find a way to get the passing game on the level that I think your running game is for the most part with your running backs. You know, like I said, offensive line still not there, but the running the running backs are making plays, and the running game has been uh, pretty good though, so, so far this year and, you know, uh, at least the first couple games. And I think the passing game has been hit or miss. You know, Daigie didn't have bad numbers last game, you know, no interceptions, you know, 200 and some yards. But uh, the completions percentage wasn't as high as his usually is, and I think a lot of that is from having to throw the ball before he, before he was ready with those guys, those tackles. But, you know, that was the first game for that left tackle as he was spinning that, that first game. So, you know, maybe now he's got uh, his feet. We'll see what happens here against Baylor. You know, that Oklahoma State defense was tough. But um, I do agree with you. I think Neil Brown is a, is a big X factor for this game, and I think he'll have this team ready. Um, I do for sure. But – how ready are they going to be? Is it going to be ready enough to get the win? Um, what do you think, Stephen? Uh, prediction time. West Virginia and Baylor in Morgantown, October 3rd on ABC at noon. West Virginia, are they going to get their first conference win, or is Baylor going to remain undefeated in the Big 12? What do you got? Well, I'm about to make everybody in Mountain Nation hate me, but I've got Baylor winning this game. I really hate to say it, but I, I don't want to pick Baylor in this game. But I have to I, – I've just got to go with my gut feeling like I did last weekend – I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, um, and I think it's going to be 36-30 to 30, Baylor. Um, just like last week, I hope that they proved me wrong. I am a Mountaineer fan. I don't want them to lose, but we have to be honest on a talk show that we, you know. I have to give you guys my honest opinion or else you wouldn't come to me. So, here. That's, that's what I got for you. All right. Well, um, this is a tough one for me. Uh Like like Bradley said, I think Neil Brown's going to rally the troops, have them ready. But, you know, on the same note as Steven – I don't know. You know, no fans there. It kind of negates the home field advantage. You know, Baylor does have some weapons offensively. But, I, you know, like Bradley said, Neil Brown's an X factor. And I think I'm going to have to rely on that X factor and just kind of trust my gut that they're going to bounce back with him at the helm. And so, I'm going to have the Mountaineers winning this one. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to actually be kind of a low-scoring game. And I'm going to have the Mountaineers winning on a late field goal, 24-21 to over Baylor. Um, Bradley, what do you got? Um, yeah, I just want to say you guys both picked up you to lose last weekend, hoping that it would have the adverse effect. It didn't. I blame both of you for the loss. Um, I told you I was. I told you I was going. I told you I was going to. You opted in if we won, so either way, yeah, you you guys made the wrong decision either way. So that's all I gotta say. Um, this game, I it's twenty twenty. I'm not gonna pick us to lose any game. Just just giving everybody a heads up. Um, I think I'm gonna give it to us twenty eight to twenty one. I think we're gonna win by a touchdown. Uh, and I think honestly, I think we'll be ahead most of the game, and I don't. I think Baylor will have a good push towards the end, um, but I still think we'll come out with the W twenty eight twenty one. I I agree with the scoring game. Yeah, I think it is. I think, I think it'll be high. you got it in the thirties. We got it in the twenties. So. I mean, great. They did score six or whatever it was against Kansas, but we're not Kansas. You know what I mean? And they only allowed thirteen points. So I could see, you know, we went up against a great offense last weekend, and we still let up only twenty points. I'm not going to give them the, the extra touchdown there at the end because yeah, that was just a that was just garbage time touchdown. So I'm we gave up twenty points. So I don't think we're going to get much over that. I don't think I don't think we'll see that too much this year in like these closer games. I think teams that are closer to each other we're going to see lower scoring games and a little bit bigger blowouts when teams aren't as close to each other like we have seen. I was just thinking mainly of the offensive power that both teams should have. You know what I mean? But with West Virginia's defense playing as well as they are, the, you know. 
their offensive line not playing as well. You might be right about the low score there. Yeah, so I got 28-21, giving this the dub. Uh, hopefully go in 2-1. and one. We got a bye week after this, right? Uh, another bye week. So, yeah. Two, a couple early yeah, I will finally be able to go home and be able to go to Milan Puskar Stadium. That's right. That was the big uh, announcement that came out. Yep. October 17th, 25% capacity. So, um, big things there uh, for, for West Virginia as far as uh, allowing fans in the stadium. But um, – uh, we got another four-star recruit. Don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, yeah. Another four-star running back. Justin, Justin uh, Johnson, I believe. Yeah. And so we got two four-star running backs committed right now for next season. Big four stuff. Four Big stuff. I think I saw that the class is rated in in the top 25 right now with 15 commits. So, hell of a job by this coaching staff and, and Neil Brown and these guys on the recruiting trail. And, you know, it's going to it's gonna uh, come to fruition here in the, in the coming years, I think. But uh, Yeah, once a guy, once a guy you know, said that uh, West Virginia wasn't going to be able to recruit players to win uh to win the big 12 yeah. conference and don't, i think that don't get a starting guy well i'm not gonna his name but i think you know well he doesn't deserve his name mentioned hey, on our show he has words the game this year. yeah he has yeah well you know his credit that's true well is it to his credit or to his not credit because the reason they haven't played one is probably because of him as well so but anyway that's that's another topic that we can go down the rabbit hole and i'm sure if you listen to the podcast you've heard us go down the rabbit hole about a, a former coach here at west virginia but um, you heard our predictions. Uh, me and Bradley got West Virginia winning it. Steven, uh, you know, not feeling as confident. But, you know, can't blame him. I think it's a toss-up game. You can go either way on this one. But uh, final thoughts here, Steven, as we uh, wrap this up uh, on our Baylor preview show. Uh, well, I just I hate to beat, you know, a dead horse. But, I mean, uh, just the main point of, point of emphasis for me this week is how is West Virginia going to respond to how they played last week. You played what I think wasn't a bad football game, but from the coaching staff's perspective, it was a very horrible football game from the way that Neil Brown talks. So if you respond and you play a heck of a football game this weekend, I think, you know, the cl- you're climbing higher, I guess you could say, you know, from trust to climb, you know, but, you know, we have to respond in a positive way this weekend. And me picking them to lose is by no means, you know, me wanting them to lose in any way. I want them to come out and respond in a, in a, in a, in a, in a adverse way. Bradley hates me now. He's going he's gonna to ban me from the show because I have two games in a row now. I think that's the first game in – First time in the history of this show that I've picked them, that I've picked them to lose two games in a row. Um, but uh, I do have a lot of faith in this football team, though. I don't want anybody to get discouraged in the way that we play. I think, our, like you guys mentioned, our recruits are getting a lot better. Our our talent overall, I feel, is a lot better just across the board in terms of depth. We may, we may have had better players on the roster in previous years, but in terms of overall depth across the board and talent, West Virginia not had this amount of guys on the squad that could have to, to play like this in a long time. And, oh, yeah, very much so. And I'm, that's what I feel like was the positive about joining the Big 12 Conference. And it took us damn near a decade to get here, but, I mean. Well, you got to try to recruit these guys. Right, right. We're not going to have the same amount of recruits as, you know, TCU the way that they did when they came into the conference because they have Texas. You know, they have the players from around that area. They do have to fight with Texas and Texas Tech and places like that for recruits, but they still have those players from that area. People want to come to Texas and play football. As hard as it is to admit, West Virginia don't really love to come to West Virginia to play football when it's it's not the first school that comes to their mind when they think about playing football. So when you think about that, West Virginia is, is very much improved since Neil Brown's taken the helm and like I said, boys, I'm really excited about this team in the coming years. Maybe not this coming weekend, you know, but my, my prediction. But <laughs> but the future is bright for West Virginia, though. I like it. I like it. I, I agree with you. I think the recruiting is maybe better than it's 
That's Make me feel better bad, than man. Ever, I'm, man. I'm over here blushing and stuff. <laughs> hey, man, you're the one that picked them to well, lose. Start going with my my heart and stuff. But yeah, it's the, 2020. It's 2020. You know, you can make some crazy. Is we'll say who knows what's gonna happen. But he wins 100 to two. <laughs> he's, cha- he's changed it. He changed it. You heard it here first. But no, seriously, recruiting is improving. It's it's obvious. I think it's the best it's been in a decade at least. So it's it's really getting up there. You know, you're talking about having some of your best recruiting classes in school history last year, and this one's shaping up to be even better than that. So um, a lot of talent across the board and continue to get better. Looking at Baylor, um, we're both predicting a win, but uh, any final thoughts you want to add, Bradley, before we wrap it up? Uh, yeah, like I said, I think it's just a, I think it's a bit of a must-win game for Neil Brown in the season that doesn't matter. I think he just needs it for, a, you know, that confidence booster just to keep his team's morale up. And uh, – I really don't got much to say about this game because after the last game, I'm a little speechless on how I thought it was going to go. So, you know, keeping my mind open, definitely not going to pick us to lose because I'm not, you know, that kind of person or something like that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I'm just – But uh, to mention the recruiting, I love the recruiting. I think we've been killing it on that track. And, I mean, if you listen to these players talk, they're saying, you know, they got, they're talking to these coaches uh, that um, – uh, was Justin Johnson, that's his name. Justin Johnson said he's talking to Chad Scott every day on a daily basis, and I think that's just the kind of connection that you need with those high-quality kids in order to get them here to this program. And as you see more come, more it's going to encourage more and more of them to come anyway. So um, it's exciting. I mean, like I said, it's not it's not the you know two zero start that we wanted to the year, but again, we didn't even think we'd have football. So yeah, exactly. shit, boys, at least we got something to talk about. Uh, I'm excited to get some fans in the stadium against Kansas. That'll be that'll be fun to watch. I say and. Uh, Hopefully the cold gets to Baylor this weekend, and they're you know got cold feet, just don't show up. You know, I love it. I love it. it might be a cold game this weekend. That's what I said. Anyway, yeah. It's supposed to cool down, so we'll see how how they fare with that. But you know, um, hopefully next time we're on here, we'll uh, have first of all we I think we got it down now to we'll have have it hopefully better on the Facebook Live side and have some sound and for the whole show and not just bring you in in the latter half of it. But you know, here on the podcast, we're always still going here on the Country Roads webcast. So. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Subscribe to the podcast on any platform. Just search Country Roads Webcast. Um, subscribe to us on Twitter now. I mean, on uh, blah, 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 on YouTube. Yeah, the newly YouTube. Sorry, can't. All, you know, all these social medias, they all they all come together. You know, you got Facebook and Tic Tac and all that stuff or whatever. And so, but uh, here on Facebook Live, we're going to try and start doing this on Facebook Live as well. Um, opened up a video platform to go with the audio that we have on the podcast. So subscribe to us on YouTube, Country Roads Webcast. Like us here on Facebook. Um, and, um, you know, that's that's pretty much it, I guess. That's that's the show, guys. That's the show. So we'll be back to uh, – yeah, we'll be back for um, hopefully do another uh, instant reaction following the Baylor game. And then, of course, we'll still have our Baylor review and our um, – then maybe we'll make playing something for the bye week. Who knows? We'll also, see. We'll see what know, happens. Let us know if you'd like to see a live halftime show, maybe during the games. Yeah, we, we could, we could maybe squeeze that in too. Have a halftime and an instant reaction. You know, we're kind of just toying around of uh, exactly what format we want to do as far as the video is concerned. But audio is going to going to pretty much stay the same. We'll have our previews and our and our recaps on, on the uh, on the podcast platform. But uh, toying around here on the video, seeing uh, seeing what we can do with the YouTube and the Facebook live side of things. So. Uh, but that, that, that'll do us for us here on the Country Roads webcast. As always, I'm Jordan for Stephen and Bradley. Until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Are you ready to party? Country Roads.